Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Most holy and gracious God, we give you thanks for your great gift to the world, your Son, Jesus Christ. Bless us now as we listen to your word today. Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of Advent, and tonight, in just a few more hours, soon and very soon, we will be celebrating Christmas Eve. There's already an air of excitement around here. It's been building all week as we've been getting ready for Christmas. There's just an air of expectation that's just been growing and growing. There's so much excitement around here, well, you'd think that we were expecting a baby, which, of course, we are. Expecting a baby can be so exciting. Today, many people who discover that they're going to have a baby, they get so worked up, they can't wait to get the word out. They can't wait to make some kind of a birth announcement to family and friends. One friend of mine got so excited that she couldn't wait one second. As soon as she found out she was pregnant, she called all of her family and friends and told them. Some people send out more formal birth announcements through the mail. And they sometimes include a picture of the ultrasound showing the baby in the womb. And those are great because you can save them. One husband I know, he got a present all wrapped up with beautiful paper and a great big bow. And when he opened it, he found baby booties. That's how he found out he was going to be a father. And then there's social media. Some people tell their friends and many other people too all this good news through the email, Facebook, or Instagram. There are all kinds of ways to make birth announcements. But I have to admit that the most stunning birth announcement I've ever heard came before the baby was even conceived. In our gospel reading this morning, this mother-to-be isn't told by a doctor that she's pregnant. No, this mother-to-be is told by an angel that she soon will be pregnant. But full disclosure, in that day and age, it really wasn't all that common for angels to deliver those kinds of messages. So that's not the most important part of this announcement. Oh, did I mention that the mother-to-be, Mary, was a young teenager who was engaged to be married? Again, full disclosure, not really all that uncommon. But let's just put all that aside for now, because those things are really not the most important thing about this announcement. No, 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 not at all. So let's go back and take a closer look. It all took place a long, long time time ago, way before Mary was even born. It all started in the beginning. In the beginning, God began creating the heavens and the earth. The earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, while the Spirit from God swept over the face of the watery chaos. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. In our gospel reading today, God continues to create as God's Spirit sweeps over two women, changing their lives and the entire world forever. The women, Elizabeth and Mary, were cousins, and they were very, very different from one another. 
Elizabeth was in her old age, had been married for years, but was never able to have children. Mary was young, much younger. She could have been as young as 11 to 13 years old, and she was engaged to be married. Elizabeth lived in the Judean hill country just outside of Jerusalem, where her husband served as a priest. Mary lived to the north in a small village with her parents, who were poor. One woman would bear a son named John, who prepared the way, and the other would bear a son named Jesus, who is the way. Mary's son is the way, the truth, and the light. Mary's son is Jesus, the light of the world. Our gospel reading tells us that an angel appeared one day to Mary. Mary, who was just a common, average, ordinary young woman. She lived in that small village called Nazareth, located just outside of nowhere in Israel. And as I mentioned, Mary was a young teenager who was engaged to be married. Her marriage, as was the custom in her culture, had been arranged by her father. And it was also part of their custom that she would continue to live with her parents for about one year. After that, the wedding would take place and Mary would move into her husband's home. But for now, on that warm spring day, there she was, at home in her parents' house. She was probably just sitting in her room, minding her own business. Like most engaged girls, she was probably thinking about and planning her future. She could have been daydreaming about her wedding day, or maybe trying to imagine what it must be like to be married. When all of a sudden she was startled out of her deep thoughts, Gabriel, an angel of the Lord, suddenly appeared out of nowhere. I picture the room just bursting with overpowering light. The space becomes almost too bright with a kind of white light that's so bright it stings your eyes. Gabriel, big, tall, majestic in stature, looking something like a huge man, yet somehow angel-like too. He was dazzling, glowing, shining, shining brightly from being in the presence of God. And then Mary, much smaller by comparison, innocent and childlike, looking up, squinting, maybe even shielding her hands, use her eyes, using her hands like a visor. Well, she is shocked, to say the least. Then the angel told Mary that day that she was going to give birth to God's own son, Jesus. When she asked, how can this be? He explained it to her this way. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. Mary probably didn't understand it at all, but she decided not to complain, argue, or fight about any of it. She decided to trust Mary that her cousin Elizabeth was going to have a baby too. Elizabeth, who was in her old age and had never been able to have a baby, was now six months pregnant. Soon, she would have a son too. Then Gabriel added, nothing will be impossible with God. No doubt Mary found it comforting to know that God was working through Elizabeth too. She could go to Elizabeth. They could talk all this over. But the words, nothing will be impossible with God, must have echoed in her mind. Because Mary decided to put aside all her own plans, her own hopes, 
and her own dreams, and she decided to align her will with God's will for her life. Then Mary responded with those famous words, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Jesus did enter the world according to God's word that day. Jesus, fully man, fully God, entered into the world in the form of a defenseless human baby, all in order to bring us salvation. Jesus came into the world to deal with our pain of sin, alienation, and apathy. Jesus came into the world to bring light into the darkness of our lives, to bring light into the darkness of the world. He accepted all the pain and suffering that goes along with being human for our sake and the sake of the world. And his salvation isn't reserved just for the future after we die. No, it's here now to heal our wounds and to bring wholeness to us now while we're still on earth. Today, the Holy Spirit continues to sweep and move with power throughout the world as the Most High continues to create life and light. Today, the Holy Spirit continues to come upon ordinary people like Mary, and the power of the Most High continues to overshadow average, ordinary people, creating something beautiful, something holy. Perhaps you, like Mary, ask, how could this be? In our first reading this morning, King David wanted to build a house for God. He wanted to build a dwelling place for God on earth, something man-made. But the truth is, God would rather dwell in you. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ does just that. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. God, who isn't content to stay far above, but is here with us, always. God, who is with us, in us, and all around us. God's Spirit doesn't just hover over the chaotic waters of our lives, but through Christ actually enters in to give us new life and to light the way. Yes, God dwells in you to bring you salvation and to bring peace to your mind and balm to your soul, but God also dwells in you in order to spread Christ's love to others. There's a woman I know whose husband was killed by a drunk driver. He was a fairly young man, and his death was just devastating to his family, as you can imagine. My friend suffered greatly from his unjust death, and she grieved deeply. She struggled as she tried to adjust to life without him. God was there with her in her grief. Sometimes she was aware of that, and sometimes she wasn't. It isn't easy. It takes time. But slowly, gradually, the light of Christ's love is breaking through the darkness of her loss. She is healing. My friend credits God for the inner strength and peace of mind she has found over time. She says God has given her an inner assurance that her husband is now with God. And she's quick to point out how important the love and support of her family, friends, and community have been for her. Now she's discovering ways to comfort others as she's been comforted. She said it's now her goal to work with MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, 
She wants to advocate for laws that support DUI checkpoints. And she started volunteering at Sophia Way, a shelter for homeless women and those dealing with domestic abuse. She is channeling her fear, rage, and sense of helplessness into something positive to help others. It's as if the Holy Spirit has come upon her, giving her strength and wisdom. It's as if the power of the Most High is overshadowing her, overshadowing her fear, anger, and sense of helplessness. It's as if God is creating something new inside, something beautiful, something holy. The life of Christ is filling her with love that shines so brightly it's spilling out to help light the way for others. Jesus Christ is the light of the world, and his love can shine brightly, beautifully, through each one of you, too. I like the words from singer-songwriter Rihanna. She writes, Shine bright, shine bright, like diamonds in the sky. Shine brightly, beautifully, like diamonds in the sky. Today, I pray that each one of you will be filled to overflowing with the life of Christ. May his love shine brightly, beautifully through you, lighting up the darkness like diamonds in the sky. Because with God's love, all things are possible. Amen.